And we have these moments where we we want to be bold and do something big. And then it's not, it's not our parents, it's not our family, it's not our friends, it's us. Like we hold ourselves back from doing something great. And that's what I'm really trying to unlock. I want you to feel powerful all the time and bring that to the work that you're doing. Welcome to the Impact Entrepreneur Show. My name is Mike Flynn, and I'm stoked you've decided to join me on this journey to bring about a massive and positive change in the lives of others. Every week, you're going to join me behind closed doors, where I will introduce you to entrepreneurs, leaders, and innovators from a variety of industries to learn how their contributions are impacting the lives of others and how they are having a game-changing impact in the world. Thanks for investing your time with me today. Now, brace for impact. Welcome back to the Impact Entrepreneur Show. I am your host, Mike Flynn. And if you're just joining us, I interview entrepreneurs and leaders who are using their platform to have a game-changing impact in the lives of others. Now, each guest is part of a series such as leadership, mindset, or in this case, getting started. And I encourage you to go back and check out all of those episodes because they contain a ton of wisdom and expertise and experience and knowledge that you can use and implement in your life on a daily basis. Now, the fourth and final guest in our round on the Getting Started series is with Evan Carmichael. He coaches entrepreneurs for peak performance, and at the age of 19, he built and then sold a biotech software company. At age 22, he was helping raise half a million to 15 million in venture capital. He has been interviewed or featured as an entrepreneur expert in the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, Forbes, Mashable, and and elsewhere. He now runs evancarmichael.com, which is a popular website for entrepreneurs. But today, we are going to be talking about his new book, which is Your One Word, The Powerful Secret to Creating a Business and Life That Matter. The idea behind this incredible book is that the secret to success on your own terms is nailing down a personal motto, the word that captures our purpose and passion. So the whole point of the Getting Started series is because this is the time of year for new ideas, new thinking, and new action. And this book provides you with a thought-provoking set of questions for finding your personal motto, how you can leverage this powerful tool, this one word, to create a strong business and future, and so much more. As you probably know by now, my one word is impact. But as I discussed with Evan after we stopped recording, it goes beyond that. To me, impact means having courage. Courage to listen to yourself and others who tell you that you have greatness inside of you that you're not living up to and that you should explore making a change. Impact means following up on that courage and putting that change into motion by taking the next best step toward whatever goal you aspire to achieve, big or small. Finally, impact means momentum. The motion behind that courage and change compounds over time and builds momentum, and momentum is what projects your greatness from today into tomorrow and the next day. Now, this conversation I have with Evan is really powerful. It's great, and and I'm confident that it's going to impact you and get you to start thinking about taking the next best step 
toward achieving your goals. So don't be a podcast junkie. Bust out your pens and paper. Take some notes and brace for impact. Evan Carmichael, welcome to the Impact Entrepreneur Show. Very excited to have you as the as the final guest in our Getting Started series. And I, I can't think of a better topic than your one word, finding your one word to conclude this important series. So welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Mike. It's an honor. I'm super pumped to be here. I have actually been following you for for a really long time, and uh, so I, it's really a, an honor to have you on the show, and I'm excited to get things started. So if you could pick any skill set that you currently possess and turn it into a superpower, what would it be? The ability to believe in other people, the ability to have them see the unrealized potential inside of them and then rise up and do something about it. Ooh, that's that's interesting. That's that's a very unique answer. And I'm sure that you're doing things every day to kind of perfect and hone in on that skill set. So maybe you can share with us a little bit of the what you're doing to develop that that superpower. The best thing that I found is surrounding myself with a great environment. And I get that now mostly through the videos. And so I have a YouTube channel and I use it selfishly for myself to pull together content from the biggest thought leaders in the world, whether they're entrepreneurs like Elon Musk and Steve Jobs and Bill Gates or innovators or athletes and just hanging around these people. You know, I can't go and meet Steve Jobs, but hanging around them in a video format allows me to break through my own limiting personal beliefs, allows me to see how they're acting and some of their mindsets and belief systems and the way they act kind of seeps into me, not for me to become the next Steve Jobs, but for me to be a better version of me. And so constantly surrounding myself with people who've done way, way, way more than I have uh, gives me the motivation to push a little harder and also specific strategies and mindsets that I can adopt for myself as well. I love it. I love it. You've been an entrepreneur for a very long time, I believe since the age of 22. And and, and not just an entrepreneur, but a, a very successful entrepreneur by by every measure. And I'd love to figure out how you got started or whether you had a mentor that kind of helped shape some of your thinking that you possess today and shaped your outlook of what your potential was. Do you have a story of a mentor that that did this for you? My biggest mentors growing up were my parents. That may be a common answer uh, on your show, I guess. They were not business mentors, though. They, they were not entrepreneurs. They had the stable job. My mom was a lawyer. My dad was working for the government. But what they taught me was the self-confidence. Believe comes from them. Every time I had any kind of confidence issue or I wasn't doing well at school, they would always sit me down and tell me that I was a Castrilli Carmichael. My mom's last name is Castrilli. I was a Castrilli Carmichael and I could do anything that I wanted. That was the default reply. And uh, that really taught me to believe in myself and give me the confidence to go out and do the crazy things that other people may not have understood. Uh, all the little ventures that I started, I didn't have my first real company until I was 19 and I sold it at 22. But I had a whole bunch of little upstarts and experiments and tests and going completely outside what the traditional family you know, environment that I had growing up. But my parents gave me the confidence to believe in myself that I, that I could do it and I should do it. 
Hmm, where, where did their confidence come from? You know, I think it came from, this is a great question because I've never been asked that. I, I You know, there's Mike bringing the impact. I love it, man. <laughs> uh, I think it came from my mom, to be honest. Uh, her parents were very, uh, so she was an immigrant. Her parents were immigrants and moved to, to Canada when she was 10. Her parents were very restrictive of what she could do. Her parents were very much of, here's what uh, a woman is supposed to do. Uh, for the household, for the family, for, you know, future husband. Here's how women act. Because I guess at that time, uh, Italy, where, my, where they're from, was a little more backwards, I guess, compared to what's happening in North America. And she rebelled against it. You know, she she wanted to do her own thing. She wanted to be a lawyer. She wanted to be a breadwinner. She wanted to do what she wanted to do. She wanted to make an impact. And so I think her fighting against her parents, and it was an ongoing battle, uh, made her make the switches, say, you know what? I don't want to do that to my kids. I'm going to love them, but I want to encourage them to do the thing that they want to do. And as a result, I have two sisters. I'm, I'm in the middle. All three of us have gone off on crazy paths, totally unlike each other and unlike our parents. And uh, I, I strongly believe it's because they built up into us that we could do anything we wanted to do. Fascinating. So what, tell me a little bit about what your sisters are doing. How are they? Uh, what, what are the paths that you obviously we know the path you've taken. So so what what have they taken? My older sister uh, has also become an entrepreneur. She's actually close to you. She's in California. Uh, she's run a number of companies, raised capital and, uh, and venture capital and exited a number of times and is now CEO of another startup down there, which is amazing. Um, my younger sister, two years younger, has done a lot of work in the United Nations. She, uh, she decided coming out of university that she would just go to Africa and she didn't have any job lined up. She, she didn't even know what she was going to do. She just showed up in Kenya and found the volunteer position that led to a paid position that led to eventually working for the UN and then trying to convince uh, child soldiers to come out of fighting and, you know, try to be happy children again. Um, so she's she's the most courageous Brave, uh, you know, gunshots happening around you. <laughs> I would say so. Wow, yeah. Three of us, but yeah, we all went on insane different paths, and um, it's awesome. That's amazing. That's that's incredible. Um, and certainly, your parents were the foundation for for you guys uh, to be able to, to go and do anything, especially uh, stepping into a place where bullets are being fired at you. So, um, you know, why are you an entrepreneur? And, and what was the impact moment that launched you on the trajectory you're now on to the point where you felt like you needed to write your one word? Yeah, the, uh, you know, I didn't know that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Again, I didn't have that growing up. I was always doing my own little creations and selling baseball cards and artwork and my own little side hustle. But I always thought that I wanted to be a banker, that if you look at my high school yearbook, it says I'm going to be a banker in 10 years, VP at some bank. That was my, that's where I thought I was going to be. The moment that shifted it was when I went to university, I connected with two entrepreneurs. They'd started a business and they weren't having a ton of success with it and they wanted some help to build it up and grow. And so I joined as a third owner in the business and helped build that up. 
It was the hardest decision I had to make of my life when in my final year of university, I had opportunities to go work at Merrill Lynch and McKinsey Consulting and make, you know, 80 to 100,000 first year out starting salary, the job that I thought I always wanted, the jobs that my friends really wanted. And at the time I was really struggling with my business. I was making $300 a month personally. Uh, so not, not a success story by any stretch. And I decided, you know what, I want to, uh, I want to just give this a shot. The thing that helped me make that decision was I don't want to live with regret. I could live with turning down the job because, you know, next year there'll be another job. It may not be the same job, but it'll be close. I can get another job. But this business thing that I was doing, I didn't know if it would ever come again. And so I had to know. I could deal with failure, but I had to know. I didn't want to live not knowing. And so that gave me the courage to push through. And eventually, we, you know, a couple of years later, we built it, we sold it. So that was a happy ending. But even if it didn't work out, I, I, I want to know. And that shaped me uh, as a human so that anytime I'm making a really important decision, I try to ask myself, am I going to regret this? Like, if I don't do this, am I going to regret it? And that gives me the courage to push through and give it a shot. Mm, let's, let's, let's dive into the word regret for a minute <laughs> and, and how people can develop that kind of muscle. Was that more of a, a gut instinct for you or is, uh, how did, how did you have the, the mindset to kind of tease that out of yourself a little bit? This is again where I find looking to other successful people that I, I learn and I pick up from them. So that came from uh, Jeff Bezos, who started Amazon, and he calls it the regret minimization framework. And he tries to look at himself when he's on his deathbed. And this is what he did for, for uh, Amazon. He was a super successful, I believe it was lawyer, and the youngest partner in the company and on his on his fast track. Like he was in his business, he was the youngest guy to have ever had that much success. And he left it all to start a business on this thing called the internet, selling books. Everybody thought he was nuts. <laughs> and now it obviously makes a lot of sense. But at the time, everybody thought he was nuts. And what he does is he, he imagined himself, you know, however old you are, by the time we get there, we might be like 200 years old, looking back on our life and wanting to not have regrets. And that gave him the courage to do it. And so reading that story and then looking at my own life, I realized, you know what? I'm in the same position. Like this, this may be the next Amazon. It may be, you know, it may be something that just flames out, but I don't want to have the regret. And, and I was afraid. I think a lot of people say, well, be fearless. I was totally afraid. I was shaking afraid. Uh, but it's feeling for me, it's more feeling the fear and then doing it anyway. And the the not wanting to live with regret that came from Bezos helped give me the courage to push through. You know, there's a lot of people listening to this show right now that are driving to a job they hate. They're doing some sort of a task that that really frustrates them because they know it's just, you know, continuing down the path of mediocrity. And yet they they are afraid. They 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 tell themselves, I can't do this, or it it shouldn't be me, I'm too small. What would you say to them? How would you coach them to, to take that next best step? Yeah, so a couple things. First off, I don't think, I'm not the guy who goes all in and like says, burn the boats and, and take a flamethrower to your boss's office so there's like no way to go back there. I like doing things on the side and proving it and testing it and seeing if you can make it work as much as possible. I think self-awareness is super important. I think 
we haven't really touched on it yet, but finding your one word, you mentioned a little bit before, uh, understanding what drives you. And then is that, it's obviously not happening in your career right now. And so what's the next manifestation of that? Is that to go off on a different job? Is that to become an entrepreneur and start your own thing? Is that to stop being an accountant and, and try being that singer because that's what you really want to do? Um, having the self-awareness, understanding what the single most important core value is to you. And then that will help give you the courage to move through because a lot of people, they feel like they have more potential, but they don't know what to do. Absolutely. You know, Mike Dillard was a guest in the Getting Started series. And one of the things he talked about was the importance, it kind of ties into self-awareness. It's the, the importance of discovering how you were manufactured, how your brain is wired. And, and once you figure that out, doubling down on that and becoming a master of whatever skill set that might be. But I want to transition into your one word because Words are incredibly important. I am a huge fan of words. One of my favorite words is courage. You talked about that earlier because it it literally means heart. And so when you encourage someone, you're adding to their heart versus when you discourage someone, you're taking from their heart. And 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 I love words. People don't think about the meaning of words and the importance of words enough, especially because 99% of the time we're talking by ourselves, to ourselves, in the quiet of our mind, and words matter. So what inspired you to write your one word? So, you know, I've had some success in my business, my YouTube channel, and, and I have an agent in New York, and he wanted me to write a book. And I said, I don't want to write a book, Steve. It's not, it's not part of my thing. And the more I got thinking about it, and the more I was experimenting in my own business and, and my own self-reflection around me finding my own one word, I realized that it would be a really interesting book concept because I rebranded my life and my business around my one word, which is believe. And it's not just a marketing thing. It's not just to try to get more people to follow me because now I, I have a, a mission. It's a deeply rooted personal thing for me. And so I need to be around people who believe and try to build people up. I want to be working on projects that do that. I want to hire in that way. If I'm raising capital, it's going to do, you know, I need those people on board as well. And as I started researching this, I found other businesses that had done the same. Anywhere from a graphic designer who built a $50,000 full-time income for himself around the word awesome, up to people who built half a million dollar business, million dollar business, $5 million business, and $150 million business, each around their own one word. And there was no blueprint for how to do this. And so I was kind of struggling to figure it out for myself. And these guys gave me some guidance and mentoring. And I thought this would be great to be able to share it with the world so that people could now start to live with more purpose and could start to close that gap between their potential and what they're actually doing. Hmm. The, uh, there's a couple of, of questions that, that come to mind. One of them is obvious, which is, why did you choose believe? Why believe? It seems like such a, um, you know, a, a common word that, that a lot of entrepreneurs use about life. So I'd love to hear why you chose that word. And the second question I have, you just gave an example of uh, companies that, that range anywhere from 50 to $150 million who have adopted this concept uh, before or after you writing this book. What are some of the, the common denominators that you've discovered among 
any company, whether regardless of their level of success. So maybe we start with why you chose the word believe first. Sure. So when I was going through this process initially, I didn't know about one. My, my goal wasn't, hey, I want to build a business around one word. Uh, I didn't have a blueprint to follow. What I felt was I was. It started from a marketing perspective in that I wasn't happy with how I was presenting myself. Uh, I felt like my tagline needed to change. I felt like the work I was doing could be more impactful. And then I just started thinking, what what do I stand for? Not not even as a business, as a human being. I think for the entrepreneurs, you know, listening to this show, it's not just it's not just a word for the company. It's you. It's what you're about, and then you bring that to your company. That's the biggest competitive advantage that you have. And so I just started making a list of different ideas of what I stood for. And I I made a list and Believe was on that list. But nothing on that list the first day actually jumped off the page. It was just, you know, we we have these moments where you just write down a whole list of ideas. It was just brainstorming. I came back the next day and I really liked Believe in the middle of it. And some of them were sentences and some of them were, you know, a couple words, but Believe just popped off the page. And then my natural inclination was Believe is is too common. You know, too many people use that. And, and it's too big a word. Who am I to go out and be the believe? And and other people have used it too. Justin Bieber has his believe and and Cher had a song Believe and Shamu the Whale at SeaWorld has a show called Believe. <laughs> so like, who am I to be the believe person? And I think that's what holds so many people back. It's like, well, who am I to go out and do this when other people have done it? Or it's, or it's such a big word. Who am I to represent that? And we have these moments where we we want to be bold and do something big. And then it's not it's not our parents. It's not our family. It's not our friends. It's us. Like we hold ourselves back from doing something great. And that's what I'm really trying to unlock. I want you to feel powerful all the time and bring that to the work that you're doing. And so I took believe, you know, for me, it's been from my parents telling me that I was Evan Chris Shirley Carmichael, the only thing I wanted, you know, the movies that I love are about Believe and that underdog, uh, the songs that I listen to are about Believe. And so it's been a part of who I've always been and always will be. And and having that self-awareness now helped me create with more consistency, create with more intention and build a team around something super meaningful. Hmm. Are we all born with a word, do you think, kind of innately? Uh, you know, I don't know when I don't, I, I'm not early like child psychologist enough to say it's at it's at this day, like you come out of the womb or, or it's on your first birthday. I think somewhere along the lines it develops. Uh, but I think everybody does have one core value that is, that cuts to the root of who they are. And if you are not happy with your life, if you're not happy with what you're working on, if you feel like there's a lot more potential inside you that you're not giving, if you are unhappy, it's because your life is too incongruent with what your one word core value is. So figuring that out gives you the path. Like it gives you some guidance and gives you the courage to go out and do it. This episode is brought to you by the Lawton Marketing Group, a full service advertising and design agency specializing in websites, social media, apps, logos, and more. Based in Oklahoma, They work with clients across the nation from small businesses to large corporations and everything in between. You can find them right now on the web at www.lawtonmg.com or call them at 580-275-2063. Connect with them now for a complimentary competitive analysis of your website. 
Just tell them the impact entrepreneur told you to call. So what what are the steps that that listeners and readers could take to begin discovering that what their one word is? So if I had to take some of the exercises in the book and and like crunch them down quickly in podcast format uh, <laughs> to figure out your one word, I would start with one understand that it's a constant. This is not you know who I want to be in 2017. It's not a New Year's resolution. It's it's a constant. It's who you've always been and always will be. So you know, Mike, you, you you're all about impact. I would assume that that's you know your one word. Uh, it's not like in five years, Mike is not going to care about having an impact anymore. You know, it's got to be something that you will always want to be about. And so that's the starting point. Next, I think about what are all of the things that have made you happy or come alive in your past. So what is your favorite movie? What are your favorite songs of all the teachers that you've had growing up from from kindergarten to high school to university? Who is the one or two or three teachers that really stand out versus the hundreds that you've had? You know, for me, Seabiscuit is my favorite movie. I don't know if you've seen Seabiscuit. Oh, yeah, I love that movie. There's like this undersized racehorse and oversized jockey and an owner that has no money. And somehow they all come together in this classic underdog story. And, you know, this horse wins all these races. I love that. Like, I cried during that movie. Uh, and some people see that like that's such a cheesy, stupid movie. You know, great. You know, it's that's what I love. It's good. You don't have to like it, but it's believe. And so... I've always had this in me. And so you need to realize, you know, you've always had that in you too. You know, the special effects may change on a movie, but you could still go back and watch a movie from 10 years ago as your favorite movie and still be moved by it because it's speaking to something at your core because the story itself is super important. Um, Some people have an easier time going negative than positive. So that's looking at all the happy things. You can also look at who are the people that you hate being around, like the people that you never want to ever be around again. Maybe it's somebody in your family. Maybe it's an old boss that you had or somebody at school. Just these are the people, this characteristics, not that they're necessarily a bad person. They just have this characteristic, this value that you are just vehemently opposed to. You can't stand it. It's toxic to you. That's your anti-word. And then going the opposite can help you find what your one word is. I absolutely love that. And definitely impact is, is my word and always has been and will be my word. And I didn't, I didn't uh, really know that necessarily until maybe about a year and a half ago. And, and I chose that word because when, when you have an impact, there is a, a life-changing response, plus or minus, to, to whatever that impact is. You know, and and it could be when I say plus or minus, I say I mean it could be positive or negative, whatever that impact is. And I and and I aspire to to have an impact, a positive impact, a game changing impact in the lives of others. And that that does motivate me on a daily basis when I think about what I'm going to be doing today, even when I. Am, am tackling the grunt work, you know, the stuff that needs to get done, even though I don't necessarily want to do it. It Thinking about and getting in touch with the concept of having an impact or being impactful motivates me and gets me out of bed and inspires me every day. I'd love to, um, to follow up on that common denominators question when you look at 
at entrepreneurs who are making 50,000 to 150,000 million, uh, what are some of the common denominators uh, you've, you've discovered among them? Sure. So first off, understanding that everybody did this as a personal exercise that they then brought to their business. I'm, I've touched on that already, but this isn't just Hey, I want to start a podcast and I want it to be about impact. So that's what it is. You know, like this, the impact entrepreneurs show only works because Mike is all about impact personally and he brings that to the business. So it has to be a personal exercise that then you bring to your company. Uh, next is thinking about what is the bigger impact that you want to have using that word again, but what's the message? So it's not just about inspiring yourself. It's about now inspiring other people. So, you know, Mike wants you guys listening to be impacted and then to go have an impact yourself, right? He doesn't want you to stay in that car and continue to drive for five, the next five years of this job that you hate, right? Get inspired, go out and do something and then, then have an impact on other people. And so whether it's, uh, you know, awesome or family or honest or whatever the word is that these people in the book that we featured have profiled, uh, they all want to go out and spread that message for other people to go and spread as well. So as an example, one of the companies I also became involved with is called Toronto Dance Salsa, the largest salsa dancing school in North America and teaching people how to dance salsa. Their one word is family. And so understanding that now it's not just about people come to learn salsa dancing, but the instructors and the school and everything about it is not just about drilling how to do steps. It's about making people feel like they're part of a family. So allowing people to come and they feel like they're belonged and they're not being judged and they're having fun and they're being encouraged and validated. That's all really, really, really important. More important than getting the steps perfectly. And so it changes the culture. It's why, it's why that school has been able to be the biggest more than... All the other schools combined in the country, in Canada at least here, uh, but still the biggest in North America, because the focus isn't actually on just doing the steps. It's about focusing on family, and that's what brings people in. And so when you stand for something really important yourself and then bring it to your business, your business then exudes that, and your customers are attracted to you because of that, and you're not just another florist or carpenter or graphic designer. You're the one who has a message that they believe in and want to be a part of. That's powerful. How do you then take your word believe and you know integrate that into your company and spread that uh, to your team so that they can live it out? Sure. I think the easiest way, and this kind of gets to, to part two in the book, uh, the easiest way to start is through marketing because marketing gives a faster ROI. And, and I want people to test it and make sure that it's working. You know, this isn't, I don't want you wasting your time. I want to make sure that every second that you spend reading the book, that you can then apply it and see an impact in your business. And so the first test that I did was in my newsletter. I have a newsletter, it reaches, you know, 75,000 people in the first uh, message that I put out there was going to now be around belief. I had a weekly newsletter and now I said, you know what? I'm going to try this belief thing, this crazy belief thing. And, and I'm not going to rebrand my whole business. I'm just going to write one newsletter about it. And that one message that I sent out had double the response of any other message I had in the past year. Uh, and my sister, my younger one, the one who has bullets flying around her head, wrote to me to say, 
hey, Evan, I really liked your message. I actually read your newsletter now. <laughs> it's like a combination compliment with, with a punch to the stomach that only a sister can give you. <laughs> so like, okay, this works. It's great. Perfect. So my newsletter is going to be about belief. I want people to believe in themselves after reading every newsletter. My next test was a YouTube video. I'd done lots of YouTube videos, hundreds of them. And my, my most successful YouTube video had 100,000 views in a year. And that was my, that was what I was so proud of. Like, that's my winning video, 100K views, amazing. I said, okay, let's make a video around belief. And I want people to really feel like they believe in themselves coming out of this video. And we made the video and that video got 100,000 views in a month. Wow. Instead of a year that, that, that my best video did. And now the video is at 2 million views. And so then I said, okay, this is working. Like everything I touch that has believe around it works because it's what I'm excited by because it's my truth, right? I'm not trying to fake it. And so then I rebranded my whole business around it, my social media content, my website, the copy, the videos I make. You can then expand into hiring a team, firing a team, raising capital, thinking about iconic fonts and sounds and logos. It basically becomes the filter for everything that you do. So if you're looking at impact as an example, great. Okay. I want every podcast to have an impact on people. I want every website, uh, every page on my website to have an impact. Every post I put on Twitter to have an impact, right? My, my email signature should have an impact, right? It becomes the lens through which you see the world. And the more that you can do that, the more it's going to, one, make you come alive and feel like you're doing things that are important and exciting. And two, it's going to go out and reach people and you're going to have better business success because of it. Absolutely. You know, I, I, um, I totally believe in that and, and, Everything that that I do in in all of my business activities revolves around using impact as a filter and screening opportunities and helping me decide the types of clients and people that I want to take on and work with to spread my message of having a game-changing impact in the lives of others. So one of the new questions that I'm starting to integrate and it doesn't have anything to do with with one word, but I know we're coming up on our our time together. And I want to I want to be sure to to ask it. What assumptions have people made about Evan Carmichael that aren't necessarily true that you've worked to correct and fix through your marketing, through the way that you leave, live your life and operate your businesses? Wow, none. You know what? Like, that's a strange question for me. I like it. It's interesting. I've never been asked that. Um, I, uh, I care very little what people think about me. So I'm not, I, I spend almost no time, zero time trying to correct somebody's perception of me. If somebody doesn't like me or my content or what I'm putting out, I don't want to spend any time trying to convince them. I'd rather spend my time working with people who like the message, are seeing value in it, want to continue to grow. I take it to the extreme of when I'm, as an example, when I'm doing sales, I work with a lot of brands. Uh, People want to work with me for different projects. I do zero follow-up. I I don't do any outreach and then I don't do any follow-up afterwards. If we had a call and even if it went really well, I don't follow up with them the next week and say, hey, uh, Jimmy, so about that, meeting that went really well. What's our next step? Zero. 
They'll always, they either found tons of value and want to come back, or they'll just, I use that time and invest it more into what I'm doing, more into creating. They're going to keep seeing me and they're going to, if they liked it, they're going to come back and want to keep working with me. Um, people rip off my content all the time. And people will message me to say, hey, Evan, this person is stealing your thing and putting it on their their channel or their website. And I, I do zero takedown notices. Like I don't focus on it. Because I, if I focus just on the people that are thinking negatively or being the little man, as I call it, then uh, then I'm not spending the time on the things that actually help me build and grow. That is honestly incredibly powerful advice. And, uh, and I'm really glad I asked that question because I think that that's a really critical um, component of, of what every entrepreneur should do and how they can have the most impact. And it ties back into your word believe, I think, directly. You know, and, and even before you decided the word, your one word was believe, you still operated that way. And 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 lived life that way. And I think it's incredibly powerful. So if there's one thing that you want people to remember from our conversation, considering that one, the number one, is is a, a key component of, of your mission these days, what would that one thing be? It would be to have the courage to figure out what it is that you stand for. If you are unhappy or even if you are happy, but you feel there's more. I mean, that was me. I wasn't down on my life. I just felt like there was more. Like this, there has to be more. I could do more with my talents and gifts and abilities and what I'm doing now. I don't feel fulfilled. Then have the courage to pause and just stop running the life that you're running and think about what is it that I stand for as a human being, always had, always will be, and how do I bring more of that into my life and into my business? Man, Evan, this was such an amazing conversation. I just want to take a moment to uh, say that I appreciate your your vulnerability and authenticity and enthusiasm and a bunch of other adjectives. And uh, and I'm really grateful to have you on the show and to share the message of your one word with my audience. And I truly hope that that you listeners out there do take time uh, to not only take action. Uh, on, on what you believe your purpose is, but to, to go out there and buy this book and really think about it and, and begin to take the next best step toward discovering what your one word is so that you can have the greatest impact. And if it's impact, I'd love to share it with you. If it's believe, I'm sure Evan would love to share believe with you. So Evan, I just do, I want to say thank you again for joining us on the Impact Entrepreneur Show. And maybe you can tell us where people should go learn more about you. Well, first off, I appreciate the love, Mike. Uh, I love your authenticity as well. And in the questions, man, there's some good, different. I've done tons of podcasts and interviews, and I love the uh, challenge on some of the new questions today. That was that was really cool, man. Um, if people want to buy the book, anywhere you buy a book, you know, Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, or if you're in a different country, you know, wherever you buy books normally, you can figure it out. It's called Your One Word. Um, if you want to find me on YouTube, I do a lot of living there and Twitter, just Evan Carmichael. You'll, you'll find it. There aren't that many Evan Carmichaels out there. So that's it. Awesome. Well, Evan, I hope that you have an impactful day and I will have a day full of belief. So I love it, man. <laughs> Thanks again for, for impacting our audience today. Thanks for the opportunity. 
Evan, thank you for being a guest on the show today and sharing the reasons why each of us should take the time to discover what our one word is and make that our personal motto for success in life and in business. And an incredibly powerful conversation. And I can't wait to hear from the audience on the impact this had in their life. If you missed any of the key points, we've got you covered over at theimpactentrepreneur.net forward slash 44 for all the key points and highlights of our conversation. And while you're there, be sure to check out the Lawton Marketing Group and Podcast Masters. I mean it every time I say this, I could not do this show without them. Now, until next time, go make an impact. 